Hello, welcome to the Creative Rain Life podcast. I'm Justin Sloan. And I'm Paul Zeidman, and I'm happy to introduce. Uh, he's a returning guest, and that's a very an apropos uh, situation for today. Uh, Brian Drake, welcome back. Hi, Paul. Hi, Justin. What is this? Oh, my, this is my third time, right? Oh my gosh, I think you're right. Something like that. Really? Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> you're now uh, uh, an unofficial uh, co-host, I guess. Basically. Oh, right on. <laughs> we got a badge or something right? that goes with that, or? Yeah, we got hats. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So today, uh, Paul, do you want to do the introduction? Uh, sure. Um, well, okay. So as Brian mentioned, he's been on the show before and he was on about a year ago because both Brian and Justin uh, recently attended the 20 Books Conference in Las Vegas. And we're going to talk about that. But first, we're going to get to uh, anything we may have read or watched uh, recently that uh, kind of struck a chord for us. I will go first. Uh, I've been uh, slowly working my way through a couple of Netflix series. Uh, finally got around to starting to watch The Sandman. I've read the comics, uh, like those a lot, and I'm enjoying the show. I think they're doing a really good job with it. Uh, and I'm, the thing is, I'm recognizing a couple of the actors from other uh, British-based productions, so that's always enjoyable. And uh, I think it just started a couple of days ago on Netflix is uh, Wednesday, based on Wednesday Adams, and that is a hilariously dark comedy kind of series. If you like the Adams Family movies from uh, the, the the 90s, this is gonna you're gonna love this as well. I think they do a great job with it. Uh, it's very enjoyable and a lot, and it's a really some really good surprising laughs. So highly recommended. Yeah, I will do a simple audiobook that I just listened to slash the book as well. I guess uh, Beyond the Wand by Tom Felton, who played Draco Malfoy. Uh, I'm a big fan of reading biographies and autobiographies, and he narrated his own audiobook, so I felt like that'd be a fun read, uh, and I enjoyed it. I wouldn't say there's anything like, oh my god, out of it or anything like that, but it's just uh, it's fun to hear people's journeys, and their stories, and how they uh, went through life, especially when their lives are so different from our own. So, how how much of, of it does he focus on Harry Potter? And not a whole lot. I mean, maybe oh, wow. maybe half, I guess. Oh, like, okay. well, because he talks about his upbringing and like how he did some other movies and little commercials and stuff, and then. Uh, he talks a little bit about after the fact and how he went through some mental stuff and uh, uh, drinking problems and went to rehab. And so like his whole point of doing this is to talk about how it's okay. You shouldn't be ashamed to talk about when you're having problems and, you know, be open with it. And that's why he did this so that others know that, you know, even people who are doing quite well in life have these kind of mental things they got to deal with. And so everybody should seek help, seek help if you need it. And it's called Beyond the Wand. Yeah. Beyond that's the a wand. clever title. Indeed. <laughs> oh, Brian, how about you? Uh, anything uh, good you read or watched lately? Uh, well, it's some some new old stuff for me. I finally caught the uh, the Baz Luhrmann Elvis movie from a couple of months ago, uh, which I did not think was a, a terribly good biography, um, but it was very well done. And um, Austin Butler, who played Elvis, should just get all the Oscars. Uh, <laughs> he did a wonderful job, and, and, and they really made him up well. Uh, but what it did is I, I've only... As a kind of sort of Elvis nerd, I've only ever paid attention to early Elvis. I've never paid much attention to post-1968 Elvis. So uh, uh, the movie did get me going in that direction. And I've got a whole bunch of songs to listen to that are a lot better than early Elvis. And I just can't believe I stayed away from that uh, section of his career for so long. Is that is that like kind of when we kind of started transitioning to I guess like would they call it like fat or Vegas Elvis? Uh, yeah, see, and that's and that's the area the era I should say I've always avoided because I just yeah it was just the Vegas lounge jack. But it turns out there was a lot of original music and a lot of uh, uh, stuff that that didn't make the stage show and uh, stuff that's very good, uh, very uh, 
uh, his sound really matured in that era. And it's, if you think he's just, you know, Hound Dog or Jailhouse Rock, uh, it, you might be surprised. Some really good stuff. I love those jumpsuits. Oh, absolutely. I wish I could fit into one. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm trying to get that mental image out of my head now. <laughs> or maybe I should keep it there. I don't know. Uh, okay. So as we mentioned at the top, uh, both Brian and Justin uh, attended the 20 Books Conference in Las Vegas recently. So uh, what I want to, because I'm just the moderator here. I did not go. So, and this really is an author centric kind of event. So I'm going to let you guys kind of like steer the conversation, but I will start things off with a couple of questions. Um, now, what did you go to, what was your objective in going? Was it to like learn something or to to meet any other authors or really to kind of like, you know, promote your own material? Uh, let's take it, start with that. And I like Brian, I'd like you to start. Um, well, I, I, I had gone to meet some more other authors, especially the ones that write what I do so we can compare notes and all that. Uh, what I quickly discovered is I really don't like talking shop with authors. And it's, <laughs> That's tough at a writing conference. Yeah, because all we do is, is, you know, complain about the same stuff. And it's like, yeah, okay, you know, and, and we and when there's not a lot of other things in common, all you do is talk shop and then that I just get bored. So I, I wound up uh, hanging out with my publisher like I usually do. Um, I was the only author from the uh, company to show up everyone else had you know not, not attended this year so it was kind of lonely um but you know we had some you know a few a few glasses of gin a few laughs and uh, attended a few panels and then my wife showed up in the middle of the week and we did tourist things so it was <laughs> wow <laughs> so you were there but kind of not there it's kind of what yeah, you're saying yeah I, and, and i mean i can follow up on that in a little bit if you want but yeah it was um it's probably going to be my last couple, the last time I go. So. <laughs> okay, okay. So I think we kind of touched, I vaguely recall touching on this last year that um, I remember asking, is it something that someone who's more of a just starting out author would be better for them to attend? Because both of you guys are very experienced authors and you have a lot of titles under your names. Um, is it better for someone who is not as experienced to go because they can get more out of it because uh, you know it sounds like Brian you know you 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 jump ship halfway through yeah. you know it, it, if you are just starting out it is the place to be and you probably want to go at least 2 years to cycle through everything because a lot of the panels repeat and a lot of the same people show up and unless you're going there to hang out with friends or do other things uh, go to the mixers or the dinners etc uh, once you're established and, and you're on your way a little bit, there's really not much there for you. Um, is, is, and it's like I had a, a 30 minute meeting with my publisher to talk about what we're going to do next year. We could have done that over the phone. There was no need mm -hmm. to, to spend a ton of money to go to Vegas, to sit down and, and see each other. Not that I didn't enjoy seeing them. It's just that we could have done it over the phone. And and I, and I hate to I hate to say that because it is a wonderful conference. Uh, the people are nice. It's it's very beneficial for someone who is starting out. But once you're established, it's not so much. Okay, I have one more question. Then I'm going to toss it over to Justin. Right. So, what do you think they could do to keep someone like you a little more interested? I mean, you'd said it was like the same panels and some of the same speakers. Do you think they could try to bring in some some new names or come up with some new topics for panels? Probably. Uh, I mean, there, there was one, uh, there was one great panel from Kevin Anderson about how to, 
how to keep your career going when things take an unexpected turn. And, and that was very helpful. Uh, so panels like that were, or should be, I, you know, they should have more panels like that geared more toward the veterans that uh, are, are looking for more information than just how to do a, do an Amazon ad or, or how to write the perfect opening chapter. You know, I mean, there, there's a lot of that stuff. And, you know, after a while, when you're studying it on your own, you know, the, the, a panel really doesn't tell you much. Hmm. Okay. All right, Justin, let's uh, shift the focus over to you. So what was your objective in going and uh, what were some of the things that you uh, accomplished while you were there? Yeah, so I was a panelist this year. Uh, I was on a suite panel called uh, Writing for Games, and my co-panelist was uh, uh, Bruce Nesmith, uh, who was the lead designer on Skyrim, which for people who know games is probably one of the most famous and beloved games of all time. Uh, one of the, I, you know, let's clarify that. <laughs> there are many games that are uh, very well beloved. Uh, so that was my goal. I went there to do that, but I was going to go regardless. And I think my goal was really just to catch up with friends. I went last year and I was kind of like more standoffish. And this year I was like, I'm going to go to just be outgoing and stay in the community and make sure that I'm not just a hermit uh, because that's easy to do when you're to become when you're an author. <laughs> so that's, and that's, that's what I did. And what was cool is my buddy from Japan flew in and went with me and he's written with me. He's written some books that I've helped publish. He, uh, he, he goes by a pen name. So I don't know if I can say his pen name, but uh, maybe, maybe we'll have him on the show sometime and that'll be fun. And uh, he's working with me at Planet Quest, um, where I've been doing those novels for that uh, game, blockchain game. And so, so that was kind of the goals was to A, go and be a panelist, B, remind myself that I'm in this community and not just totally uh, ostracize myself from it as I have done in the past. <laughs> and, and also C, to talk to some people there about publishing the books for Planet Quest, because we're considering a few options like Bane and Blackstone and whatnot. And uh so to, to have conversations with them and see kind of what makes sense, which ones give us the most flexibility since it's a blockchain company, they want to do weird like bonuses related to NFTs and stuff. And so we have to go with a publisher that of course is more flexible. So somebody like Tor probably wouldn't work out super well in that regard, but people like Bain and Blackstone might. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Okay. So I'm going to pose the same questions to you. I mean, do you still think that uh, this is more of a conference for somebody more starting out or maybe your experience, but you also had a different experience than Brian did, but also you are working in different genres. Uh, so, I mean, what, what is your take on how the uh, conference operates now? Yeah. First, if you're just self-publishing or publishing through like one of the publishers who's there, as in Brian's case, I think it might be tough to find reasons to go uh, repeatedly uh, other than just networking and having a good time. So for example, my buddy that I met this year named Omar, who's also in the screenwriting, he hosted uh, or organized a karaoke night. And I'm not a singer, but I went and my buddy sang his butt off and we all had a blast and it was great. Uh, the night before that podium had a good get together and like this exclusive little speakeasy type place. And that was amazing. And I think those are the experiences that we love. And so, so to go back a step to the Austin Film Festival, which we've talked about many times. Uh, one thing I love about that is that everybody kind of congregates in one bar and you're all just hanging out and having a good time. And so, you know, when you go there, it is to network and it is to just go to that bar mostly and hang out and you can go to panels and learn and it's cool, but really you're going there just to have a fun time with each other. And I, I do feel like, uh, because not everybody is invited to like that podium event or not everybody, well, everybody should know about the, the karaoke one, but you know, maybe not everybody's paying attention or doesn't want to be social. So it doesn't go. But uh, I feel like that's the main thing. Like if they were to organize some more of those, Austin does a great job of 
having lots of parties that are organized and hosted by certain groups. So if you're like, hey, you, you, we know that you're going to be hosting a table at this event. Can you also put in an extra thousand bucks to be the hosts of this party? And we'll help pay for that out of tickets from the conference. I think that would be useful because then everybody would be like, oh, great. There's an organized get together event uh, outside of the conference. They have these, um, what do you call it? Like get togethers inside the conference rooms, which is kind of cool. But it's not quite the same as if it's like at a bar, especially if it's an open bar that has drinks paid for by some company. Uh, so <laughs> for me personally, cause it's all, like I said, it's all about the networking. Now it gets weirder because in Hollywood screenwriting, it's, you know, connections are like what matters. Like you're going to find out about different jobs because of who you know, versus if you're self-publishing. So this is a question I'll, I guess I'll throw back to the group, uh, to Brian, especially is like, like, yeah, where is the value, right? Because you network and it's fun and you can learn from things from each other. But, but at the end of the day, it doesn't really help you if you know other authors aside from like author shares and that kind of stuff. Uh, it's not nearly the same to the same degree as with screenwriting. So, uh, Brian, do you have any thoughts on that? Oh, well, I, th I think I agree for sure. Um, yeah. I mean, especially with books, you know, you're doing your own thing. I'm not, I'm not depending on word of mouth to find a, a writing assignment or anything, unless it's a, a ghostwriting job, something like that. Um, I, I don't know. It's, it's one thing. It, it sounds. I mean, from 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 uh, you know from your description. We, we had some, we had the mixers every night and there were a few dinners, but I, I just noticed it's, it's always the romance writers and the sci-fi writers. They seem to have more of that organizational stuff in mind than the thriller writers. And we just, you know, the thriller writers just tend to float around. Um, so it yeah. might be nice if there was more of an organizational effort on the part of writers of my genre, if that makes any sense. Uh, and, and we did some of those things that, uh, that you just talked about. Yeah. Or like hosting a party. Like, so mm -hmm. one, and I, I always relate just to awesome because it's the one I love the most, but like, like one year, John August was the host of the party and he's just a screenwriter, dude. He's not like the guy who's going to hire you necessarily to write anything, but it's cool because you go to that party and you know, you'll get a chance to talk to John August because he's there and he's being social and his whole thing is to stand around and talk to you and be like, Hey, what's up? Uh, so it'd be kind of cool if like if Kevin D. Anderson or or some big thriller author was like, I'm hosting this party. So thrill authors come by and then you'll get it. I'm there to say hi to you. So don't feel awkward at all walking up to me because uh, that's my role of being there. I think yeah, some there of that was, could be fun. Yeah, there was none of that, that from the thriller people. I think I'd like I said, I think the romance and science fiction people had that stuff covered. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but not uh not the they have like a private they have a private pitch thing uh, at Vegas where people are like pitching other authors, basically like some of the small publishers. Uh, it could be fun if they turned that into a whole event. Like uh, the, one of the cool things at Austin is also the, the pitch fest. So right. people pitch and they compete and then you get a bunch of people in this big open event where people have drinks and are just listening and cheering you on. And you get up there and you pitch your thing for 90 seconds. Like how fun would that be? If like, instead of just a small press doing their separate small thing, it's in a big room and everybody has alcohol and then like everybody <laughs> shut up, shut up. And then, you know, they give their thing and then the small presses give their feedback and everybody in the audience gets to listen to this feedback. I think that'd be pretty That valuable. would be tremendous. Yeah. There, there, there were, there was some sort of pitch session, but again, it was genre specific and it had nothing to do with what I write. So I didn't pay any attention to it. Yeah. And it's not um, like an event as much as it is. It, no, it like was certainly, it certainly was not. It was a, a, you know, it was a private thing. You signed up and you stood in line and, yeah. Got to, you know, got to do your thing and no one saw you. 
So what kind of panels could they have that would make it more interesting for us? I don't know. <laughs> Good question. Do you have any answers yeah, to that? Brian? I'm, I'm having a hard time too. And of course, as I look through the schedule here, because I made notes on the panels I did attend, there's uh, there was one about uh, licensing and uh -huh. negotiating other rights, uh, film, television, okay. you know, that, yeah. that, yeah, that probably could have been useful, but uh, I, I guess and you can listen to them all after the fact too, which is nice. Yeah, so and that is the nice thing. I can catch up um, on the YouTube uh, channel. Uh, but so I, I don't know. Maybe there are a couple of things that are more advanced. So for me personally, I, I like just, the panels because I feel like you get to listen to different people talking and it's more entertaining versus like a presentation feels too much like I'm in a classroom. And if that one person doesn't have anything to offer me, I get really bored. Uh, so I did attend a few panels. Like I went to the thriller panel and I went to actually a romance panel and I don't write romance at all, but I found it very interesting because it was stuff that I'm not, uh, not into and I don't know about. Uh, so uh, uh, I do which, recommend if somebody goes to try attending these panels of things that you might not even be writing in. Um, what were you going to say? Was there a specific thriller panel or was it the Mark Cameron yeah. one? No, it's the one that was, um, I think he was on it, but it was the one that Kevin Tomlinson was the moderator of. Oh, well, where the heck was I? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you were off doing touristy stuff then. Um, you know what? I yeah, might have been because yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't notice. Yeah, there's also a thriller mixer, but it was kind of just in the main area there, so it was a little. Uh, there yeah, was those a, mixers are just included everybody though, so it's like yeah, exactly. you weren't exactly talking to someone who writes your kind of. Or I tried to go to the YA fantasy one and I accidentally walked into the reverse harem one and I didn't realize that for the first five minutes or so and I'm trying to talk to people and everybody's kind of like being rude and i was like what is going on here <laughs> and then finally somebody was like oh no you're in the reverse harem uh, mixer right now <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> I was like, oh that makes i looked around the room i was like there's only one other man and there i was like oh now i get it <laughs> oh but so you would think there a... should be at least three for each woman but there wasn't oh uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> anyway moving on from that topic <laughs> so no, what i'm getting so what i'm getting make a joke like that too but you beat me to it Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. so what I'm getting from the two of you, it sounds like that they kind of maybe are starting to cater to individual uh, genre writers, but they could probably make it a little more, I don't know if interactive is the right word or make it more um, open that, you know, you, you may not be a thriller writer, but hey, come in and watch this panel. And I think, you know, Justin's idea about incorporating like how they do at Austin, the, the live pitch where you just pitch to the room rather than just a small group. I think I, I, I'm inclined to think that would probably draw a bigger crowd than they would expect, because especially if you throw alcohol into the mix, I think that would definitely <laughs> yeah. get people's uh, attention because, hey, you know, I, I'm going to hear about this. And I'm going to hear someone try to pitch their book. I don't write this stuff, but it sounds like it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. to be to go step back a step, though, I do think they do an amazing job at organizing. They had 1900 people this year, which is a pretty big crowd. And uh, there was there were definitely a lot of good panels and for for the entry level people, especially and just for the networkers, you know, like some of these people who are doing like reverse harem, their whole thing is coordinating with other authors in their genre and doing author shares and being in Facebook groups where they all share and are happy to know each other and then allow each other to share. And so that's how they get a lot of their sales. So I think it is key to certain uh, certain demographics, certain authors. Um, and they do an amazing job. So I won't, I won't say that that, but I do think there's more areas for just getting that extra level of involvement and excitement built up around the uh, non-panel hours. Mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. And I can, I can also say that, I mean, I've done, uh, I've been on a couple of panels for screenwriting at the San Francisco writers conference and um, 
I think they do a really solid job with organizing that, that the moderator already mm -hmm. has a list of questions and they post that to the whole panel. And it's sometimes it's easy for one panelist to just kind of like commandeer yeah, yeah. the conversation. And I've, I was I was in the audience for one of those where they were talking about uh, the whole legal aspect about it. And this one guy just, you know, for the 35 minutes the panel was going, he was talking for like 32 of them. Mm. And, and okay. it, it, was just, it was just boring because he just was yeah. kind of droning. I mean, I'm sure it was interesting stuff, but people attend a panel because they want to hear all of these uh, professional uh, experts and these professional opinions about the uh, the knowledge that these people can pass on to the audience. And if you just have one person who's just kind of like rambling, you know, that's nobody's going to want to attend it and it'll, it'll leave a bad experience in their mouth. So I think trying to really incorporate the panel aspect of a panel discussion, I think that would probably, it sounds like that would probably work to their advantage as well. Yeah, yeah I think you're right. Sure. Because I've I've been to panels like that too, and it, uh, you know, it it, uh, it is frustrating. But yeah, I mean, more more here, it's it's geared toward not panels. It's more geared toward individual presentations. I feel like mm -hmm. uh, so. It's, I would argue that we would, uh, me personally, my preference for these kind of things is panels, and so I would argue for more panels and less presentations. Uh, but yeah, uh, even if is it's it, just to have that extra somebody to to run idea to bounce off of, you know, to make it more exciting. Is, is that is that a big thing at this uh, conference that it's more presentations rather than panels? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there, there's uh, quite, yeah, most of it is uh, is just presentations. And then you have um, a few panels thrown in. I don't mm -hmm. know the exact number of one to the other, but I mean, just looking at the schedule here, it is mostly just presentations. So what I like about San Francisco Writers Conference is that it's so heavy on, or at least in the past was so heavy on the publishers and agents. Now, of course, this is an indie writers conference and self-publishing. So that's not going to be the main focus, although they did have some agents presenting on stuff, but uh, yeah, so that's a, I mean, I would love to see more of that kind of focus there too, for people who want to go traditional, but I get that that's kind of the opposite of the goal of the conference. <laughs> mm -hmm. that's, that's what I was thinking, because from my experience at the uh, San Francisco conference is that they are all these, um, panel discussions and workshops throughout the course of the weekend and then as they wrap it up on i think saturday that the last hour and a half almost two hours is what they have the ask an expert so almost everybody who was a panelist gets a table in this gigantic hotel uh, ballroom and so you're able to, if you have questions or want to find out more, you can go and sit down. And I actually had a lot of people who came and asked me about various aspects of screenwriting. And I gave them the best advice I, I could. And the best one was this guy, because he was saying like about querying managers. And I said, you know, this is how you put a query letter together. And like maybe some comps, like it's, it's this meets this. And he said, you mean I have to watch all these movies to get an idea of what my story is about? I said, well, if you want to pitch it to a manager, he said, well, I'm not really interested in a manager. And I was like, well, why are you here? talking to me about it and it was just yeah. it made no sense I, th I think he just saw a group of people uh talking to me and figured that he you know he could probably get some information out of me as well i don't know but uh, <laughs> i but so so taking it back is is that so okay so 20 books is more for self-publishers and uh the san francisco one is for people looking to get get a publisher so sure. i guess you really couldn't have like uh uh, an ask an expert type of thing at 20 books because everybody's already have their has their own material published well you have uh, not everybody levels of uh success though with mm -hmm. with self-publishing so asking so having something like that where you where somebody who's maybe only published three books and isn't making a lot of money yet can talk to someone who has published 30 mm -hmm. and is making a million bucks a year then yeah that there might be uh, uh some value in that in that exchange 
Yeah, that's not a bad idea to have more of a mentor kind of focus uh, right. in that regard. The part of problem is like a lot of indie authors, and this is going to maybe sound bad and I'll get some feedback on it. We'll see. Is, uh, there's a lot of pettiness. There's a lot of like, you feel like you're at a high school reunion sometimes versus the college reunion. And, um, and there are people who are secretive and tried to hold their, you know, yeah, now the good part I, about this conference is a lot of the panels, the whole goal is to share like tips on ads and tips on publishing. So you would hope that that there's enough people out there who are willing to mentor and share that, that, that wouldn't be the case. <laughs> well, they, they only share so much and it always, right, right, right. one thing I find frustrating with panels is you've got 45 minutes and you spend a half hour chasing rabbits and really not covering the meat of what the topic is. And this is how you do it. And this is what I did. And this is what works. And this is what yeah. doesn't. Um, you end up just listening to a lot of blather and following the various trails until it's time for questions and answers. And then you really don't get any anything good out of it. And, and that's that's why I study those things on my own. And like I said, don't get a lot of, don't find a lot of value in the panels. Uh, but yeah, but, there, you know, people do, play, play their cards close to their vest, or at least some of them do. Um, there's room enough for everybody. There doesn't need to be this us versus them kind of thing. If they buy my book, they might buy yours too. So of course I'm, I'm happy to share details and things that work for me, but yeah, yeah, Justin, I agree. I have found a lot of people that, uh, that don't do that. Is, isn't there a moderator for the panels? Kind of like a person who's there to keep things on track. Well, yeah, yeah, for, sure. for panels, yes, but when you're doing the the individual mm -hmm. presentations, not so much. Oh, so okay. You, you might you might have an expert on, say, Amazon ads or something like that, and and yeah, they just go off on rabbit trails and don't stay on topic. Um, I did find the ones that have a PowerPoint presentation to go along with their topic manage to stay on track very well. Yeah, maybe there's like so one maybe panel of the uh, a genre that I am a fan of to a degree, where they were kind of more just clapping each other on the back the whole time versus actually talking about how to succeed in the genre. <laughs> so, so maybe the presentation ones also need like a like an MC almost to kind of like make sure the person stays on track and on time, and yeah. also and also leaves leaves times for leaves time for questions. Right. I'm always yeah, because questions but... were usually like, oh my gosh, we've got ten minutes. Who's got a question? Okay, everybody line up. Oh boy. Yeah. yeah. Of course they have like a people in the, you know, volunteers who hold up cards and everything, but it's up to the presenter how they want to do their presentation. Yeah. And that's well, and they're just there to keep everything on time. Yeah. And not so much to keep the presenter on track. Or keep them interesting if they're not interesting. <laughs> <laughs> keep them interesting. Wow. That, that's the <laughs> well, that's I'm what just a do a good job of, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just a volunteer. That's why I love panels because I know I can get. I can get boring. Like I, I did a one panel, one presentation at the San, San Diego uh, State Writers Conference once, uh, and it was awesome. Uh, but uh, but I I lost like half the crowd because I was just going off on my stuff, and like half the crowd like were more basic, I guess, than I was uh, aware of. And so they were just like, "What the hell is this dude talking about?" Which I found out after the fact. So if you had like a moderator there, it'd be great to just be like, "Oh, but let's back up a step. You're going too far." <laughs> Yeah. Well, okay. Anyway. Sounds like you guys uh, each have your laundry list of things that the conference needs to do to get better. No, well, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I would say get better. I mean that they they do a great job. It's just, it's it's perhaps I don't have the attitude necessary to uh, get the most out of it right now after you know after three years. Sure. Yeah. yeah. The I one thing I say that, that they way. could do better is to uh, get rid of Vegas altogether because that place is horrible. I hate 
<laughs> you think uh, it so much yeah. in terms of cigarette smoke and stuff. I'm just like, uh, oh. yeah, and the pot but I love that it's close enough the... to me to, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's not, it, it's, it's not a pleasant place. No, it, it um, <laughs> but wait, let's go back it's a step a and say, Paul, what? I mean, it, it, well, it's a party block. Yeah. Um, so I, is I'm, it like right there on the strip type of thing? It is. Yeah, it is there. Yeah. Right oh, God. It's that's nice. It's convenient. It used to not be. It used to be over at Sam's yeah, Club, Sam's Town, whatever. Strip, and Sam's it wasn't Town. as bad. And I, mm. I actually like it more now because it's easier to just find somewhere cheap to stay if you don't want to stay exactly where they're doing it. Uh, but but going back a step, Paul. So you know us. I mean, like, I guess our main takeaway here is like if you're not super there to just network and be social and make a bunch of high school buddies uh, <laughs> or uh i guess that's it or, or your entry level then um then we're saying like well then how do you make it valuable so are, do you do you have any like observations that we haven't thought of paul that are like oh i bet if they had more panels related to this well i, th- uh, I think it kind of goes back to what both of you were saying is that if you're a newer writer that you're still learning so the the panels and hopefully the presentations would be able to give you more information that you can really take advantage of but if you've got some a good number of titles under your belt, then you might not need it as much. I mean, Brian said he might not go again because what else is there for him to do? And, you know, if he doesn't want to go for the presentations or the panels, I mean, he's already got a publisher, so he's kind of set. Uh, yeah. And, but, and also you go and you also get to take a great, uh, take great advantage of the fact that you know a lot of the people there. So for you, it's also a social thing. So, I mean, yeah. every writer is going to be different. So I think maybe, before you plan to go see what they've offered in the past and hopefully they'd have like a schedule of what they're going to offer for the the coming up one uh mm-hmm. and say okay this looks good okay and, and maybe you know you weigh the options and you decide you know there's like two panels but is it worth going for just those two but well, probably not so i mean and you said it's on they have all the, the things on their youtube channel so and if you don't want to go to Vegas, which doesn't sound like the best of experiences for some people, uh, that you could you know skip going and just watch them on YouTube. Uh, but if you, I think if if you really plan ahead and you and you know what you want to get out of it, then maybe you can kind of uh, adjust your schedule and then just like okay, I'm only going for these three panels and there's this two, there are these two authors I want to see them speak, and I'm set. You know, the rest of the time, you know, like Brian did, you can go do some touristy stuff because you're in Vegas. So you know, why not at least take a little advantage of that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the real value for any of these things is just networking and just uh, that's it. And um, so many so many indie authors like rely on this author shares or making sure you're in the right social groups to be able to share your book when the time comes or to ask somebody else to share your book and all that. Uh, I, I really see the value there. What's cool, though, is like a lot of these people that I've known over the years are now starting to branch out into other avenues like Jonathan Yanez uh, just recently filmed a pilot and now he's starting to go that route and they're trying to raise money to do a feature film. And so people are starting to do more than just the indie books. And so having those networks of people that I've known through this process, it's kind of fun watching us all kind of grow through that together of trying new things and experimenting and branching out. Anyway, I don't have any more to add on the conference, Brian. So what's next for you, man? Like, what are you going to do next year? Then if you have all this free time that you're not spending in Vegas. (laughs) (laughs) Well, one thing, uh, Wolfpack, my publisher and I talked about is, um, uh, you know, just our agenda for this year. And they have, de- they have decided that my current series is doing so well that that is all that I am allowed to write right now. Okay. And this, 
which was not what I wanted to do this year. <laughs> you know, so we, uh, you know, there's that uh, business side of 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 art that um, you have to deal with, and this is one of those cases where it's it's like, okay, well, I'm going to just continue on the series that I'm doing, and they want longer books, they want them sooner than I've been delivering them. Uh, so there's there's going to be a lot of work to do this year to meet that uh, meet that schedule they've set and that demand. Um, and uh, I guess on the side, I'll be doing other things that may see the light of day someday and uh, may just live in a box for a long time. I don't know. Word. Yeah, that's the weird part about when you're working for somebody else or publishing through somebody else. Uh yeah, which I mean, of course, well, you could it, always do pen name stuff, but yeah, and it, and it beats a poke in the arm with a sharp stick. It's like, hey, these books are doing really well. We think <laughs> you should continue these. And it's like, well, I had this in mind. It's like, no, you should continue this right now. And it was, <laughs> yeah, that's probably well, good it, advice. It, well, yeah, and 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 ultimately, it's not like I don't like doing my current series. I like it very much. Uh, it's just that i wanted to branch out into some of the other series that i've done in the past that have been dormant for a while i'd like to revive those with a title or two and uh i, I guess the short version is not this year maybe you know i'll try again next year but it, it's uh um yeah the big thing this year was we got to stick to business we got to write what sells and that's what i'll be busy doing awesome yeah sounds good i'm trying to figure out for myself too so whether so my wife will definitely be going next year. She started some publishing stuff and we'll have oh, more wow. updates on that. She'll probably come on and share at some point. So she'll be going and I might go with her. Uh, I'm always going to Austin Film Festival. That's my 100% go-to. Uh, and maybe I'll just do one event a year uh, if I can because I get tired. <laughs> These things are exhausting. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Paul? You're going to Austin next year, right? I am Ooh. finally, yep. I uh, bit the bullet and I got my badge for Austin next year. So I'm going, I'm still putting the trip together. Um, I'm very excited about it. Uh and I'm also working on a script uh, that I'm just starting the latest draft of that. I'm hoping to have it ready uh, because I've not entered Austin for a couple of years. And, but I think uh, this is a, when this script is ready, I'm going to probably send it to the big three and maybe a handful of others. But uh, I'm really just focusing on those. And I mean, I'm also finishing up a, a script I'm working on for a producer that uh, micro budget feature, and it's probably about two thirds done. He he loves what uh, I've come up with so far, so that's really exciting. So he's hoping mm -hmm. to go into production in the spring, which would be great. Yeah. Um. So that's kind of exciting. Um. But yeah, I mean, for me, it's uh, finishing up these two scripts. Uh, still trying to get this short uh, made. I'm talking to a director hopefully soon about that. But uh, yeah, I'm going to Austin next year and. Uh, yeah, that's that's the big thing so far <laughs> very good awesome. i'll look forward to that and then uh i guess i probably won't see brian in vegas next year if i go <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> Shed a tear. well you know they're raising the, the uh, prices too it's like oh, you know, know yeah it's really becoming an investment vegas yeah sure. yeah but if you buy early i guess but then you gotta like have that money up front and mm -hmm. um, yeah makes it tough Cool. All right. Well, I think we, anything else you want to add, Ryan? Like any, we didn't, you know, ask you if you want to promote anything today Any last little shout outs to some project you have coming out or anything like that. Um, well, my latest book came out two weeks ago. It's called no name on my grave and um, it's on Amazon, part of the Sam Raven series. I guess that's all I have to plug right now. Awesome. All right. Yeah, but you have a website or? Oh, yeah. Um, I have a website that is woefully neglected. In fact, we had to rebuild it this year because somebody hacked into it. I paid no oh, attention man. to it for so long that, uh, oh, hey, 
let's make everything Chinese, you know. Um, yeah, you would click on it and then it would give you all the Chinese characters and then you would get the malware notice. And I only found out about it because I had someone redesign my business cards and she checked, she decided to check out the website and say, Hey, there, you got a problem. And it's like, it's like, Oh, I haven't looked at this thing in two years. I, you know, Oh, wow. So anyway, <laughs> had to rebuild the website. It's briandrakebooks.com. Cool. And if people want to listen to old episodes, we have, it sounds like two in, in the back uh, catalog. So Go check him out. And that is our show. So ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you again, Brian, and go check out his work. And for us, thank you for listening to the show. Please leave reviews. Uh, you can find my books on Amazon and I'm Justin Sloan. And I'm Paul Zeidman. You can check out my screenwriting blog, MaximumZ.blog. Uh, I'm also on Amazon with my Go Ahead and Ask books. Uh, feel free to buy one, two, or three. I don't care. I'm happy if you buy any. Uh, I'm also on Twitter at Maximum underscore Z. Like you said, he's Justin. He's Brian. I'm Paul. This has been the Creative Writing Life Podcast. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, stay healthy, and most importantly, go write something. <laughs>